Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Being Heard podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We're very lucky. We have Karina Maywald, who is a multi-award winning equine photographer and mentor. She has captured over 450,000 images of more than 650 horses, probably more than that now, actually in her time as a photographer. And there are some people who, you know, you see them online and you just know that that person is a healer in whatever, through whatever medium that they are a healer and they have the special light and the special presence. And that's what I feel that Karina really brings to the world through her art. And she offers us through her lens, a nurturing element of the synthesis between nature and horses or horses as nature combining the human spirit in there as well. And she brings forward the subtle threads between spirit and the physical, between matter and ether, and between what the horse's essence has to share and the physical beauty we see before us, exposing the beauty, grace, power, and authenticity, and just the magic the horses bring to our lives. It's like each photo is a fairy tale. Through her content, Karina inspires us to become more of who we are, and I feel that there's this thread of subtly nudging us in the direction of our expansion through her art and her words. She also has her own podcast, Words of Artemis, which I just found out is in German, but she's maybe going to be releasing a podcast in English, maybe soon. Um, anyway, Karina, welcome to the Being Heard podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And wow, what an amazing introduction. I've never gotten an introduction like that. It really moved me. Thank you. You're welcome. It's all true. Um, the first question I would love to ask you is, what does being in a deep state of listening feel like to you in your body? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, there's an image that came to my mind immediately. Um, because I quite I, I can't quite catch the words for it, but the image that popped up for me in, in my inner eye was was like being surrounded by a herd of horses. And while normally a lot of um primal instincts would kick in and be like, oh, we have to be careful, will they move? Will they move over me? It's like um stepping into a space of trust and connection and i think that is um what listening is all about um and and just letting be what is there without judging it or without rating if it's good or bad and no matter what comes up just letting it be there and seeing what it unravels mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's so interesting to me how so many people who I've spoken to now and including myself and who I've met who have this similar image of being surrounded by horses and the the paradox of oh I'm meant to be afraid mm -hmm. in this situation but I actually feel like there's something else on offer which is the presence and the safety and like crossing that line in that moment and it's like we can take that crossing of the line out into our daily lives every day you know and it's just like a returning to the remembrance that we can find safety and trust in each moment 
you know, but you also have to honor, as you said, like what's present. Otherwise you can't find it behind the gunk. You have to be with that first and be with whatever is, whatever's being presented to you. So the next question I have is through some of your content, I feel this theme of like self-illumination and how so much of what we experience is also self-imposed and like, and how our liberation is self-created. So can you speak to that in your personal journey as a horsewoman and also just as a woman in your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Um, I think a lot of women go around with that feeling that we are not good enough or that there is something we are missing and we have to to be more and do more and also like care more and um, take the needs of everybody around us in account. And the ones we're always forgiving uh, for forgetting is ourselves. Like we are taking care of everybody and everything, but not of ourselves. And for me, it was a very unconscious pattern that I had, like uh, making sure everyone around me was fine with me and that I like didn't step on any toes, didn't make any noise or something. And I was always a very shy child. I, I was born like that, I think. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. But um, when you're very shy and you're very sensitive and you like scan everything around you, if somebody looks at you in a certain way, you will always think, oh, something's wrong with me. I've done something wrong. I sit in the wrong place. I I am wrong where I am, even if you're not. And that's something I have experienced from a young age, even though I think it wasn't what they're meant to. Um, but somehow I just thought that is true. So I I tried to to please everyone around me for as long as I can remember. And then when I started horse photography, which was around the same time when I decided to reconnect with horses because I I broke that connection. Um, I think when I was 14, um, and then I, I started again when I was like 18 or 19 uh, with photography, um, I realized that suddenly I am good at something. Suddenly people think something I do is very good without me, um, totally forgetting about my own needs and um, something that fulfills me fulfills somebody else too. And um, I think that's that's in one way a very, very beautiful thing to realize there is a way to express yourself and be yourself and it makes other people happy because you connect and you exchange feelings or knowledge or just be with another or create amazing relationships. And on, the, on another level, it's also... It's, it's very difficult because at some point, maybe, um, especially in the society where we live in today, you might tap into, uh, the, 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 the belief that only if you are doing that, you will make them happy. This is the only way for you to connect to them. This is the only way to be you. And then 
when you come to a point in your life, which I think everybody will come to at some point, I hope so, where you where you try to think of, okay, when I don't do that anymore, when I'm not that definition, when I'm not that identity anymore, who am I? And what am I to whom? So I don't know if that answered your question, but that came to my mind that it's maybe constant uh, learning of how much can I express myself and how can I find, how can I find the people and the communities who are fitting into that place and where I also find my own place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stripping back, mm -hmm. right? Like it's like you have that first layer of awareness and then you strip that back as in without this thing, who am I? And then that same process like happens again and again and again. And um, how did the horses help you with that, coming to those realizations? With being the mirror they are. I mean, everybody speaks about like horses are a mirror, but um, for me personally, it was a very radical, honest mirror with things I didn't like to see, but I needed to see within myself. Um I realized, I mean, it was um, during my career um, when things started to really go for me and when everything worked out and I was so consumed by the idea if I do more, if I find more, uh, if I get more awards, find more places, take care, uh, take photos of more horses, that I will be more and that I will be loved more and seen more, that at some point, of course, it all came like tumbling down. And... I realized that I was on a very unhealthy path when suddenly during photo sessions, nothing special happened anymore. Because before that, I was used to creating an, an environment where a shy horse would express itself and show itself or a very, like, very energetic horse would calm down and, and show a very sensitive side. So I always, Without any active doing, I I created spaces where the horse could really, really express himself or itself. And um, those crazy moments were happening, like the horse doing a special movement at the perfect time or um, birds flying in the background at the perfect framing. And I realized that something was wrong when that didn't happen anymore. Mm. Because I knew the energy that I bring into the room matters. And if the horses, I mean, the horses were fine. It was all very normal, but that special spark was missing. Yeah. And I knew that was like my part. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, what I love, thank you for sharing that. What I love about that realization is so many different things. First of all, like you knew the importance of how your energy affects the space. And in that space, horses will ultimately like mirror and react to that, you know, as well as the human, as well as all of the energy. So the energy that you bring is always going to affect the environment that you're in. But then that almost like deadening of the spark was so palpable to you, obviously, that it was so ironic that like through that process of the deadening, like the finding of the spark came back, you know, and you obviously went through this process that you needed to go through to, 
to find that again. And it reminds me of like living with emotion, you know, how when we let our emotions run through us and we're allowed to really feel, for me, that feels like I'm alive when I can really let that happen, even if it's, you know, grief or sadness or, or anything as well as, you know, joy and bliss and all the other things. It's if I'm not feeling, if I go through a day where I don't feel in my body, then for me, like the magic isn't there. Mm. And and I can feel that that affects also how I connect with my horses. So what did you, like when that happened, that must've been, I want to say shocking. Like there must've been like a shocking moment or was there a shocking moment yes. where you were like, whoa. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because it is shocking when you realize it's you, you know, mm. it's, you can't blame the horses, the weather, the environment, because at a certain point before that, you worked it out every time, no matter the weather, no matter how the horse was feeling. You you created a space where magic was possible. So you know when you're honest with yourself that this is something that you have to work on. And um, coming from very low self-esteem um, and then realizing, okay, it's me. It's like Taylor Swift, hi, the problem, it's me. <laughs> always in my head in those moments like hi it's it's shocking it was shocking and also it was after the shock when when you were like speaking from emotions moving I realized um after the shock there was disappointment just being disappointed by myself and that is an emotion that I not allowed to move on I just hold on to it because this emotion, I was like, I felt like I deserved to to feel that because of certain other things that happened in my life and also with my own horse, which got me into horse photography. So at that moment, I was like, okay, I, I deserve to feel disappointment in myself and I knew I couldn't do it and I am the mistake and it's, it's because of me, this is not happening and everybody else is better than me and all those destructive like very, very heavy emotions and thoughts, especially patterns came up. And that is what ultimately led me into burnout then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then when you hit that point, did you feel like through this whole process, when you look back at it now that the horses and, you know, I read on your website, this beautiful sentence that you've got of, you know, they are your essence, mm. like the horse is your essence. Did you feel that essence guiding you and supporting you through those times in some way or was it more of a lonely experience where there was a disconnect there and then you found your way back for me there was a disconnect definitely um but it was a kind of self-punishing disconnect i think i would have found myself back on on the path where i belong i think i belong much faster if I just would have opened up to horses leading me there. But then again, you could say it's it's always meant how it's meant to be. And yeah. um, maybe it, it was supposed to be like that. So it, was, it wasn't the horses itself, but it was the horse photography that I felt like was the reason for a lot of things that went wrong in my life then. I was making it responsible for my bad health, for my bank account, which was, of course, going down afterwards. 
for the time that I lost for my depressive moods for the family I couldn't um family celebrations I couldn't attend because I was on trips or workshops or whatever and during that time of my burnout we also had a very tragic death in my family of a very young family member and because of the workshops that I was giving I was in Spain back then um, and I knew I couldn't let those people down I went on that workshop and um, that was the time when the funeral was was held and I couldn't attend it and I couldn't give myself the time to grieve or anything else. And um, I was it was like I saw photography or the business that I built around it, like the black sheep that I have to punish and that I have to to say it's it's the fault of that business and because the business was so directly connected to horses obviously I was so disconnected to horses and thought like I have to find something else beyond that mm. yeah there's so many pieces in there like the first of all thank you for sharing that and there's the the like the projection onto the onto your photography you know mm. of that like needing something to blame in a way yes and that's a word that I was looking for yes and there's that deeper um, picture that you're touching on which is the self-responsibility which ties into the self-illumination you know when I see stuff in your Instagram your posts and your stories that and your writing kind of centers around even if it's hard like you are creating that so you can uncreate it and you can get out of it and you can have, you know, whether it's your dream life or, you know, the vision that you'll desire, whatever it is, you can break through that mold that is, that has been created, you know, by you, but also by through conditioning and through your lineage and everything. You can break through that and come into this illuminated space of everything that you desire. And, you know, you going through that process of taking self-responsibility, it's so huge. And it also is a direct reflection of how we do need to be like that around our horses. Like we need to be in this energy of I'm responsible for myself, for my own energy, for my place here, for the energy that I'm bringing to this space, for the medicine that I'm bringing to this space and not blame the horses mm -hmm. for stuff, which is so easy to do. And I can guarantee that a lot of people listening to this have done that just as I have, you know, if it's something is happening and it's their fault. <laughs> And that's never the case when we put on the lens of what is the deeper message? You know, what is the energy that's present? Where is my energy? Am I present? Am I grounded? Am I listening? And how did you, you said that that was, it was a low point. And then how did you break through that? How did you find that piece? Because it's so, yeah, I just would love to hear that. Mm. Actually, it was wild horses that got me there. Very romantic. <laughs> so I I paused all the client work um, and I took a break from that too. Because, I mean, it was a huge financial risk and everybody like told me, no, you, you can't waste your talent. You can't waste your career and, and you can't take a break. You can't disappear. Social media is so fast. And I was just like, feeling with everything that was happening I have to pause I have to, I have to get out of that and I have to forget who I was I have to forget that I was the photographer to to maybe unlearn what I 
put on myself during the past years. So I decided to visit small herds of wild or semi-wild horses in the Netherlands, which is very close to the German border here. And of course, I, I try to justify my visits with, I will take my camera and I will just, just take like some wild pictures, no pressure there. And I went there like one or two times. And from that point on, my camera just was in the car all the time. And I was just wandering around the fields and looking for them without the camera. Um, so I needed some time to get comfortable around, around horses without my camera, actually, or without doing something to have a result and to justify that. But um, yeah, that was a time when when I just observed the horses. It's it's a different kind of conic herds there. And there were two herds that I got, uh, that I got very, very familiar with and uh, who I just, uh, yeah, accompanied and watched and just sat there. And at some point realizing what you actually said, it's like, if I created my personal hell, I can create my personal heaven. But for that, I have to take responsibility because what I could see in the horses was when you take responsibility for yourself and when you look after yourself with the best intentions, it will serve the greater good of the whole herd. So it's okay to focus on yourself. It's okay to to discover what's what's unique to you, what 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 you want to do and express and somehow whatever you surround your life with, maybe business or family or another goal or whatever, it will follow. It will fall into place then. Mm, that's beautiful. What else did the horses show you at that time? Because it's such a huge thing to remove that productivity. Mm. And the way I relate to that is through my writing, where for years I got so used to having my notebook with the horses that it almost felt like something that got in the way after a time. And when I put it down, it felt like there was this extra space of vulnerability but through that, because I was like, well, what am I going to create from this space? I have to always be creating something. And if I'm not, then, you know, similarly to you, when you're speaking to that conditioning of like the success, you know, if I'm not creating something, then, then why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know, and the horses really just energetically kind of cocooned me in this space of, obviously it's not about that. And what's created is in the present moment. So when, again, if you can get into the witnessing space of what is here now and actually open up like enough in your heart to feel that and let that in, there's so much magic beyond that veil. You know, it's like this continuous unfolding of something that we don't know is about to happen. And that must be what photography is like, actually, mm. when you've got to like capture this moment that you don't know whether it's going to happen or not and it only happens when you've got it is that right um well your words were so beautiful um uh wow <laughs> yeah, actually it's it's I think it is some it is in a way like that and what I think also is that a lot of people see photography as like the purpose or the thing to surround your or to 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 
to center their life around. And what I realized was that photography actually is just a tool and such a powerful tool. And when, when you see it like that, you can, you can just think of it in the same way in anything else. So when, when I was thinking about, okay, I use photography as a tool to, to do what, to what, what, what mm. was actually the point in it? Was I, what was I truly fulfilling myself or did I want to express something? And I had to say that during the past years, it was just to stay on the peak of what like social media created in my life. But there was no personal, no personal drive behind that. And then I thought, okay, if photography is just a tool, are there other tools I can use? Like journaling, actually, like journaling or drawing. And um, I wanted to draw for months and months. And I just couldn't get myself into that. I couldn't, I just couldn't start, even though I had everything here and at, at some at some evening I sat there and I was thinking about why can't I start? And I was thinking about the horses, like when they have a craving or a desire, what do they do? They never stop. So there must be something inside of me that I still have to figure out and learn from before I can truly just give in to this desire. And then, then something came to me. Um which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> it was uh, well funny, maybe, maybe not for everybody, but for me, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, oh my God, of course. It was like the healing is in the process. So I was focused on what the result of the drawing will give me while the drawing itself, the painting itself will be the healing. Doing the thing will be the healing. But there was a part of me that still was like, I don't deserve healing. I'm afraid of healing. I have, I, I don't want that. And then I sat there and started drawing. And I mean, those, those pictures, those, those paintings aren't like, <laughs> well, let's just say a child could have done that too. But just standing in front of a blank canvas and having having the guts to start it took mm -hmm. me like one hour to start because I was so afraid to mess it up. And then it took me back again to, to when I sat with the wild horses, like they are not afraid to mess up because they can't mess up. There's you, you can never mess up because if you're just following pure intentions, it will lead you somewhere important, no matter what, it will be like a puzzle piece. That's so beautiful. I love that. If you're following pure intentions and it'll lead you somewhere. It's so true. Yeah, I love that. I really do. And uh, just from I'm imagining you with the wild horses now and kind of flipping between seeing that and my own herd. And there's never a question before they do anything either. It's it's so instantaneous. And even moments where like they've been playing and one of them maybe falls over. Again, there's there's no shame mm -hmm. and there's no better or worse than it's just an inclusive like unified field yeah you know and I love that you came to that realization as well of it's the process but then also I think to break down where we've been we need to go to the uncomfortable really really <laughs> kind of sticky places mm -hmm. 
of I can't do this, you know, and we need to break through those barriers because we also are not horses. You know, we have been so conditioned and coming out of that requires standing in front of a blank canvas until you're ready to paint. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, require, it requires that. And, and I mean, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about like in those moments, it's it's more about who you choose to be while you're trying to figure it out and not who you're becoming after that. Because I can stand in front of a blank canvas and just beat myself up for not starting or I can just take it in and accept that there is so much fear or doubt or frustration or whatever comes up and take it as a door to whatever is stuck inside of me and just let it flow. Yeah. And that's yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing if you just lean into it. And yeah, that's that's what horses do. They just lean into it. They just go for it. There's no hesitation there. They just do what they mean and they're good with it. <laughs> like you said, no yeah, no shame, nothing. And you know what comes to mind is like when we let those feelings move. That also is the art piece, which is exactly what you were saying about the processes is the healing. But I'm imagining kind of putting myself in your shoes and if with a camera in my hand and if horses, you know, when they're like going for it and they're expressing their emotions, say like two horses are rearing up and they're playing or they're biting at each other. That is art. Mm -hmm. Like that expression, that pure, authentic, no holding back in the moment, just letting it go that could make the most incredible picture, not because, you know, of what they're doing, but because it's so real and they're not holding back and there's no shutting down. And so I just saw that in my mind's eye when you were talking, like being able to feel all of the emotions is also the art that gets created when we let those emotions move out of us. Yes. Mm. I'd like to take a bit of a turn into spirituality and horses. I was with my, I was with one of my mares, Olympia, before this podcast, and I was just standing with her in the field, and I put my hand on her sacrum, and she said to me, "Ask Karina about what it feels like to channel healing energy when she's doing her body work." Wow! I was like, okay, wow. Wow. You know, when I feel really connected, I start crying when I just, you know, the feeling of like docking and I just like, oh God, wow. Thank Olympia for that. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, okay. So during my work as horse, as a horse photographer, I met a lot of people who had like amazing healing powers and abilities. And that was for me always like magic like i i knew it existed i could see how that that it works that there is something something moving inside of them that we can't see with the eyes but i always thought that's like it's a special ability that's that's not for everyone because i couldn't do it and um i really believe that that was part of of accepting um how how powerful you are as a person 
So along my journey as a horse photographer, I came along a lot of people who had like special abilities, skills. Some of them could see, could could heal with their hands or just um, communicate with animals. And I was always so fascinated by it. But at the same time, I was I was convinced that this is something only special people could do. And as back then in that mindset, I was like, I'm not a special person. I can't do it. I was convinced it was, it was something that wasn't, wasn't possible for a lot of people. Um, but I was fascinated and I could see that it works. And, um, it took me quite a while, actually. Um, that is some, it's some part of, of, of why, why also my photography has changed during the past years because I started that work. And before, before my burnout, I could have never opened that door because that belief that, that I am not special was so, so rooted, deeply rooted inside of myself. But with, with the breaking open and breaking up of everything else, I moved towards towards a window where I could discover and explore the possibility of, can I do that too? Is it possible for me too? And I think, or I even believe that everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. It's, it's energy. It's, it's like a natural language for us, which we have maybe just forgotten or it's it's blocked or it's yeah it's it's difficult to to connect to for some but i remember that i started confronting myself with how do i learn that how can i let energy move inside of me and you know animals always especially horses always have their ways and and their ideas of how they're gonna lead you towards where you need to be so i remember i was i was at i was a workshop a clinic about horses and i i wasn't i wasn't so happy about what was going on there and um, i didn't speak up i was just like leaning back and letting it happen and like being okay i have my opinion they have theirs but when I started driving home, my body like started to, to just heat up like crazy. And by the time I got home and I went straight into bed because I was kind of overwhelmed, it for me, it felt like all of my channels just bursted open. I could feel so much from so many horses that I've ever met around the world. I remember some images being sent to me by, by, by horse Boris from, from the sanctuary, from Zoha backwater sanctuary. I remember images from the horses at the clinic, from my horses. And there was so much that's coming inside of me. And I, I just couldn't bear it. I was like, what is going on here? I, I can't believe it. So while I was in that very intense moment where mm. everything was like coming at me and I had so many connections to so many horses I've met, I've never met or, and all of their emotions and it was just too much. So, so in that moment I decided to shut it off, shut it down. And 
it was like more of an unconscious decision it was like i can't take it and boom it was gone and all i could hear was like uh how do you call that in english when you have just like like a voice in your ears like a like the television when it's not working and pounding off my heart and i just sat there on the bed i was like what what was happening there and the next thing that i realized was wait a second if i can shut it off like that means i can shut i can like i can open it again I can open the gates i can open the channel and maybe it's more about learning how to use that and with that and also with that um very very moving experience of having so many animals connecting to me and like choosing me to to give me a sign of like we're here and there is a way to connect no matter where we are in the world or even in this life um i i was just i was very moved and i was very honored while at the same time realizing if i can do that if this is possible for me it's possible for everybody so how i started to or what i did after that was just exploring it exploring what happens within me and i realized the less i do the better it works um because of course you start like okay i have to meditate i have to do breath work and then really breathe deep into my stomach and let everything go and don't think of anything and keep the horse in your mind and and look and observe what it's doing and feel and it's so much it's so much and the days when it worked best were the days when i felt very exhausted from the day where i was very tired and where where all of that motivation to do things and be productive and like really try things out wasn't quite there and that's when i realized it's it's basically for me personally it's about just just letting it flow let let things be there that are there already just recognize them and move with them see where where your hand draws you to like when when i now look at a horse it's like there's a pull towards a certain kind of area which i can't explain i don't know where it comes from but that's that's maybe some part of that magic yeah thank you there's what i'm hearing is when we stop doing there's a door which opens to the feminine flow of being mm. and i'm using feminine as you know it, it just is the word that's coming to my mind um but that's what i saw is like when we let the waters of our intuition guide us and connect us to everything mm. then and we allow ourselves to follow that by stopping that like doing mentality which is so needed it's such an integral part of our life because if we didn't do anything yeah. we would literally just become like a puddle of water which is <laughs> you know would be interesting to experience but the like, we need that structure and we need the we almost need like the thought processes of oh, what can i do here to get this to happen so that we can come out of that 
mm. and turn it off. Like we need to be able to have that objectivity of, okay, that needs to, to go and to just be quiet. And the space of the horse is the space of the silent heart that has a voice, mm. you know, and it's, you can feel when somebody has been in that space and knows that space, it's just palpable. It's like undeniable. And it's, that is a healing space because from that place of interconnectivity, you're able to see what needs to be seen and move, like feel what needs to be felt and move towards that thing and offer it your presence and offer it like the energy that's going to be channeled and move through you. And my craniosacral teacher says like presence, I told you this the other day, actually, presence is more important than technique. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hearing in what you shared of when you don't, it's not about doing anything. It's just about realizing that you already have all of that within you. But the fact that you realized like, oh, if I could turn it off, I can turn it back on. That is huge <laughs> because you could have just said, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. It's too intense. It's too much. But another thing that I've been working with recently is like having more capacity as a woman to be able to hold things and mm -hmm. to be able to like hold energy or ha or hold emotion or have emotion move through to be able to show up for different situations with more capacity. And that's also what I'm hearing is at that point, for whatever reason on your path, you had the capacity to have that thought of, I can turn this on and it's about how I use it. And that's huge because that's like guided the whole next step of or phase of your journey, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And with your horse now that's in your life, um, you're going to have to remind me how to say her name. Arvin. Arvin. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, do you, how do you experience this realm with her? Because oftentimes when we have, quote, you know, our own horses, horses that are under our guardianship and they're our responsibility, you know, it could be a very different kind of relationship if you're a body worker or a healer. And I'd love to know what that's like for you. So maybe to to introduce Arvin for a second, she's a fell pony. Um, and I have to say that her name means friend to all people, friend to everyone. It's so beautiful. And that's who she is. So she always wants to please. She always wants to make you happy. She will do anything for you. She will go through the fire. And she she her her main desire in life is to make people happy which also means she struggled sometimes with recognizing her own desires and needs she tends to go over her own boundaries for somebody to make them happy um, and also she's in, in that state of i have to be productive to make people happy and like and make them like me. I have to do something, which is funny because that's, I mean, that's my topic too. So, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was... It's, it's like always you get the horse you need, not the horse you want. Yeah, totally. So we discover that together, how, how we can, how we can learn how to just be and feel enough. 
And with her, it's very interesting because that's when you mentioned the feminine energy before. And with her, I can see very clearly that she needs structure from the masculine energy. I have to tell her now, relax. It's okay to to don't do anything. I, I love you no matter what you do. You can just stand here and we can just enjoy standing here and breathing together. That's enough. And if I give her like that frame and I'm very clear on that message, she will just, she will breathe out. She will snooze off and she will be so happy to, to let go of all that pressure of pleasing people and of having everything in mind and, and focusing on so many different things. And what I find so fascinating is how her eyes are changing. Before she's like very energetic, dynamic. She has like beautiful big eyes and she's not stressed, but she's like, she's there. And when you like give her, give her the, the space of just calming down, being there, feeling into your body, accepting what is there, her eyes will get so soft while not being smaller or anything. She will, it, it's magical how her eyes are even changing. Hmm. And how do you feel in terms of your connection with her also on your healing path, like as a body worker and as a healer and stepping into that archetype and with your channel opening and things like that? Is it, do you have a different bond with her in that respect to horses that aren't your responsibility or that aren't in your life in such a personal way? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, because with her, um, I'm, I'm much more careful, um, maybe because we are connected so much that, and, and also the topics are connected so much that when I'm working on her, I'm working on me simultaneously. And it's a bit funny because for example, with other horses, I have like endless patience. I, it's amazing. I, I, it was amazing for myself to see how much patience somebody can have and just stay and be and don't move. And, and it's so beautiful. And with her, maybe because I know her so much and I know all, all of the things that are going on inside of her. Sometimes I, sometimes I, I just want like to give her a push in the right direction. Like, um, I see myself telling her like, why, why don't you accept help? Just, just accept this kind of help when I'm working on, on an area where she has issues and she's like, ah, don't do that. I want to do that on my own. She'll always want to do things on her own. And, and like, no, just, just accept help, just receive help. And in those moments I have to laugh because that's what everybody else is telling me. Like Karina, just accept help, receive help. You don't have to do everything by yourself. You're not superwoman. It doesn't make you less of a woman if you receive help. <laughs> and it's the same things that I'm telling her. So I think that's um, because I know her so well. And I know that the topics of us two are so connected. Um, sometimes I, I lose patience and I'm very aware of that. But just because I know it's a point of, of the healing journey or process in that moment where we hit a wall. 
in my kind of realm and not in hers where I just can't go beyond and it's not her it's me because with other horses I, I could just stay there and hold the space hold the room just let flow whatever flows and with her I instantly have an emotional reaction so yeah that resonates a lot <laughs> you know that <laughs> yes absolutely I think that yeah, I wanted to ask you about mirrors and how you know as you said earlier a lot of people including myself you know reference this horses being amazing mirrors in different ways and I think one thing that we're learning collectively is horses aren't necessarily mirrors how we are mirrors for each other mm -hmm. human beings they are a we have this thing in craniosacral um called a clear lens like a clear lens or a a cloudy lens and you have certain clients and certain people who are a cloudy lens and you know because there's a um, a feeling of projection and this almost soul tie where there's a karmic lesson to learn immediately and so that cloudiness is are those lessons and it's that energy and then the clear lens is is of course the opposite of that and I feel like horses are a very clear mirror where I love what you said about it's not her limitation it's yours mm -hmm. and it's not that it's a limitation it's just like an offering for you to have consciousness around the fact that it's a theme that you share that's being highlighted and it's uncomfortable yes and how beautiful is that yeah totally and it's it's such amazing work and the fact that you have the consciousness to be able to see that is also huge and what i feel is well, I guess the question is, do you feel like that's something that you would like to share with other people, that dynamic and that experience that you're having with Arvin? Arvin? Arvin. Yes, Arvin. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> will you take that into your workshops or into your relationships with your students? Oh, I don't know yet. Um, I, I feel like there are people out there who understand this kind of work on a much deeper level, such as you, for example, and I'm still just, just learning, just starting. And there's still so much I have to discover for myself. But what I really want to do is combine my photography with it. So when I travel and when I, for example, visit um, nonprofit organizations, I also want to um, offer that work to them. Because, I mean, we often know they have barely the money for food or vets and they they push everything into what's really necessary. And sadly, often like uh, physical therapy or energy therapy is, is the last thing they can really afford, even though they know they would, would profit from it or benefit from it. So I thought maybe that's that's something beautiful that... I can use the tool of the camera to raise awareness and capture the souls and also offer some more beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's it's you're you're using your channel for the greater good, which is that, you know, that point where you went home after the clinic and you were like, Whoa, that's too much, I've got to close it down. But if I open it up, how can I use it? You know, that's the such a beautiful choice to make. I want to read something from your website quickly, which I find really stunning. I oh, know it's not from your website. It's from an Instagram post. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, of course. I'm yeah. just curious what it's going to be. <laughs> 
So you wrote, pay close attention to what lights you up, what drains your energy, what gives you goosebumps and what makes you sad. Allow your daily life to inspire you and the path to your purpose will reveal itself. You're allowed to live your life to the fullest with or without knowing your purpose. And I would love before we wrap up for you to just speak into this piece of self-acceptance in a world where we're told that we need to be something and how you see that relates to the medicine that horses have to offer us. I think the most important part is to realize that even though there might be voices inside that tell you you can't do something or you're not worthy or you're not good enough, that despite them, you can do things anyhow. You can move forward, you can move closer to your goal or you can start whatever you want. Um, because I've lived so many years with that part inside of me telling me I'm not good enough. And I've spent so many years at war with that part, like having to fix it, having to heal it, having to, to, to just make it disappear because life is telling you or society is telling you, you can only be happy if this is not there. You can only love if you accept yourself and all kinds of things. And I think that is one way to look at it, but the thing that, that was more more calming for me and also more benefiting for for myself was realizing that this part is just there to remind me that I have a choice that I can choose if this is the truth I want to live or if I want to choose differently and this also this actually reminds me to not live my life on autopilot because I have to see that this part doesn't take over. And for that, yes, I have to work, but not like in productive working, also in doing the inner work. And where horses come into all of that is simply being the symbol of the process of life. They have like everything inside of them, all of the emotions. They have so many experiences. And especially when you meet a horse that had a bad experience, was traumatized or neglected or abandoned or something else, or is even just blind, you know, something something with the horse does not work the way it's supposed to work. And the horse can still heal. And all it needs is time and care and unconditional love. And unconditional love starts with accepting those parts inside of you that you want to get rid of because they are not there to get rid of. They're there to teach you something and to remind you of something. And you can decide what, what, what they remind you of, what, what they want to move you towards. Thank you so much, Karina. Thank you for your presence and for your time and for being here. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm so, so honored to have had this conversation with you and I feel like you have such a magic to offer the world and it's just going to continue to keep flourishing and unfolding and can you please let everyone know where they can find you yeah well first of all thank you I feel honored to be here so just wonderful um people can find me on instagram just 
um, look for my name, Karina Meyerwald, and you will find me. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. And to all of you out there, thank you for listening. <laughs>